This is a city gal coming home to her Rio Carnival pass, but with her city edge. Totally. In order for our team to get along and possibly win this challenge, I need Heather to believe that she is the leader. But I am the backup leader for sure. Cute, love it. Play. Yeah, classy. Listeners, welcome back into The Workroom, a Project Runway podcast dedicated to deep diving into this cultural phenomena. And I am Ernez. I'm Patricia. And yes, Patricia is back with us. Thank you so much for joining me again. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for having me back. Yay. So we are recording early-ish on a Wednesday, aka Project Runway Eve. Oh, that's right. That's right. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I sometimes think about these days in Project Runway Eve and then Project Runway Day. So Wednesday, Thursday, blah, blah, blah. Um, anyway, so yeah. Uh, and also just remind you guys that you can follow us on social media at facebook.com forward slash the workroom and then on Instagram at the workroom podcast. And um, on social me- on Facebook is where we drop our episodes, but also um, where people kind of post things and we have little conversations about whatever. And right now, um, uh, the cheat sheets up there. And I've also posted some images from the recent event, uh, de fashion, um, the Met Gala, because uh, there is an extravagant showing by Lady Gaga. And of course, um, Brandon Maxwell is her designer. Oh, um, and then also by uh, Janelle Monet, who wore a blinking eye Picasso-esque dress designed by Christian Siriano. And so both of them got a lot of play. Of course, Lady Gaga was one of the um, the hosts of the night. So she was, I think, had the first um, uh, red carpet show, which lasted 15 minutes. Oh Anyone goodness. feel free to post that up there. I watched the whole thing and it's. It's incredible. And then you have Janelle Monae with one of her eyes blinking on her dress. And then she's holding the other eye for her dress as a clutch. Anyway. Um, so, yeah. So those are up there. Feel free to comment or or show your, your own things. And I put a, a message up there because I, last year, I think Zach Posen made a showing. And this year I mistook a Tommy Hilfiger dress for a Zach Posen dress because uh, you, if you guys remember Tommy uh Zach Posen did this like uh this kind of dress that that had light built into it and had a like a glowing effect and Tommy Hilfiger has kind of taken that and uh made it his own and dressed up Zendaya as Cinderella mm, wow. in a glowing dress I thought was Zach Posen but it was not so if anyone sees anyone else associated with the show, any of the, the designers that made anything um, amazing, feel free to add that on Facebook. So I'm sure Garo had something in there. Oh, oh my God. If you, if anyone can find a Garo, I would love that. Because so Garo, yeah, I mean, Garo like dresses a lot of people like Amanda Lepore, mm-hmm. you know, like uh, people who are in kind of the drag, mm-hmm. you know, all, all these different scenes. I mean, actually, Ms. Cracker is someone that Garo dresses all the time or, like, wears Garo garments yeah. quite, quite frequently. So I would be surprised if, if Garo didn't have something 
oh, in there. Yeah. Any, if anyone can pick that up. I mean, so for those of you who don't know, the theme was camp. And um, we, so Patricia and I have been talking about camp off podcast, but um, yeah. So everyone was, not everyone, but in, ter- in terms of the theme, you know, very fun, very performative, very extravagant and over the top. And a lot of referencing, I would say, fairy tales. Um, Cardi B was wearing a Bishmi-esque outfit. So <laughs> she was dressed up as the Queen of Hearts. Um, but in a in a dress that had like down quilting. So it looked like she was wearing a down coat, but shaped as a dress. And it was the same shape as, you know, the Queen of Hearts that Bishmi tried to do for for his for uh what was that challenge oh shoot i forgot which challenge that was but we all know um it just popped into my head anyway so yeah so so go ahead and go on to there and please add to that because i would like to to see some extras that maybe didn't get as much play as lady gaga and um janelle monet all right so or or billy porter oh my gosh (laughs) billy porter <laughs> I mean, that is a camp story. That is camp. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, no confusing. Is this kitsch? Is this camp? No, no. This is. <laughs> I mean, and it's kind of like even just from the pictures. I haven't seen video of Billy Porter being carted in by six. You know, it. You know, definitely was an Egyptian. Um, uh, like just queen kind of just this i don't know almost like a hieroglyphic not even like a person i don't think billy was even intimate like into even suggesting that this is i'm i'm like a part of the royalty it's like no i'm i'm an eagle from a hieroglyph come to life and being carried in by six half naked men and uh spreading my wings on the runway and it was just even from the pictures i just kind of screamed it was amazing Um, yeah, yeah. All right. So we'll get to talk a little bit more about camp next week, actually, guys. So a little preview for the next episode. All right. So here we go. Let's get into this episode. And, um, this episode kind of starts off, off the back end of the last episode. So we have to talk about the first scene of them waking up in their penthouse and um, they're having some very frank discussions amongst one another. And it starts off with Renee, who has a routine of asking the saddest person in the house, like, oh, are you sad? So how are you feeling about the person that you're sad about going home? You want to talk about your sadness? <laughs> and But this time she asks Bishmi, who I don't. I think is a di- is a different kind of Jamal sad because she asked Jamal last week like Jamal how are you, how are you feeling about Rakan and Bishmi is like she goes yeah what do you think about Sonia leaving and Bishmi's just like I think it was a great dress someone else should have been on the bottom with me and so um, I re- I realized this that I, last week I forgot to ask you Patricia like who who should have replaced anyone on the bottom? And, and I, you know, I would have asked for Sonia if she hadn't gone home because I would typically, you know, if you don't think this person ought to be on the bottom, like, you know, who would replace them? And um, I think we are also kind of disagreed with the judges on Sonia, like a little bit in terms of just how going home in a great dress is kind of painful. Yeah. 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 But how do you, so I'll just lay it out. Bishmi, 
turn doesn't even ask i mean doesn't even like continue the conversation with renee but turns to tessa and asks her so tell me how your outfit was elegant tessa the strap was falling off and she had to stoop down and pick up her acrylic box like a commoner how is that elegant <laughs> And, like a commoner and the hems <laughs> unfinished hems they had you know. close up on those hems and um basically bitch was like you should have been on the bottom and tessa nearly drops her box of miller's daughter cereal she's just like oh, excuse me what <laughs> she's so, it's such a dramatic reaction like what you, i'm so I'm, I'm, I'm not the best of course i am <laughs> exactly like how how dare you how dare you anyway so bishmi kind of calls her out but opens up the floodgates for a lot of other people not a lot of other people. i would say renee is the only other person who really got thrown in there but other people probably had some thoughts i think jamal had some thoughts but he was just chewing his toast you know yeah. i was like i'm gonna keep yeah. my mouth shut even though i <laughs> yeah. have some thoughts agree. like perhaps cool <laughs> <laughs> he's like we're just sharing our feelings about you know what we really thought about you and <laughs> Whether you like it or not, whether you welcome them or not, this is grad school. <laughs> Just everyone sharing their freaking feelings. Um, yes. And I'm sure Jamal is like thinking back about, do I need to raise my eyebrow that high again? You know, from two episodes ago <laughs> when I'm not sure if you it was the game show, the game show episode where Tess and Bishmi again were sort of. I mean, they weren't being inappropriate, but they were just goofing around a little bit. Oh, my gosh. And I remember the camera person zooming in on Jamal's face <laughs> and Jamal being like, uh, what? His, what? Huh? Yeah, he was like, jaw, his jaw drops. <laughs> yes, yes. So I think Jamal was just going back to that moment and going, this isn't worth my time. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like, you guys are weird anyway. And and so we, right. I mean, there is that thing between Tessa and Bishmi that we have to acknowledge. They've had this playful banter back and forth. And you're like, I don't know what's going on. Um, they hug on each other. They kind, they don't think they really critique each other, but they all, but Bishmi likes to play. He's very, um, he, I wouldn't say messy, but he's kind of, He's kind of like one of those bad kids who just goes around. He jokes at you. He yells at everyone else like, hey, yo, yo, hey, you guys. He seems like a youngest kid. <laughs> no, no offense to youngest kids out there, but it's just kind of like this, you know, I'm going to tease you. I'm going to poke at you and then kind of just mess around. It's just really fun. It's a playful energy. I mean, he was the one who sang opera in Staten Island, right? Exactly. No? Yeah. He made up that off the cuff, amazing little, little ditty. <laughs> about being cold as hell yeah. um, and hungry. So, and hung- <laughs> <laughs> so these are, you know, and so, but I I don't know how, if you felt any kind of way about him calling out Tessa. I, okay. So I think he was right, but mm-hmm. I also, I would never have done that. <laughs> Meaning yes, he was right. But at the same time, it's not her fault that the judges didn't see. Mm-hmm. For, for what it was mm-hmm. and I think I think she felt pick on she felt picked on yeah um, but part of me also thinks that they should be able to have those conversations among each other and not feel picked on just really think about their work and learn from each other and I think that was a great opportunity, but maybe not handled well from both sides. I don't think she handled mm-hmm. it well. 
and I think he was a little, I think he was stressed. Yeah. And it just came out less playfully than what we know of him or, I don't, not that it has to be playful, but I don't know. What do you think? Well, I, yeah, I mean, I thought it was terrible timing and it seemed like, I, I mean, it doesn't, it doesn't seem as if Bishmi has great timing for a lot of things, but, um, you know, if this were something that you were thinking about since you, you've been thinking about since last night and you and Tessa appear to be friends, then mm-hmm. I wouldn't have made it a group discussion or yes. something for the cameras. And, and also I wouldn't have um, asked her, how do you think that was elegant? It's it, to me it was very passive aggressive. Just say, I didn't think your piece was yeah. elegant. I was really confused, but also be honest about your feelings. Like I was upset that I was on the bottom, but at the same time, yeah. I think Tessa had a point when she was like, well, I feel like my piece was very straightforward and simple and your skirt was complicated, AKA very passive aggressive way of saying like also, ugly as hell. I know. I yeah. know. I'm like, do you remember that skirt? Bishmi, take, take responsibility for that skirt. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I mean. He was stressed and like, ah, but not that that's an excuse, no. but I think that's where it's coming from. Yeah. Um, so I feel, I felt like we had to spend a little bit of time on that. Cause I, I think also this is where we're at. We're at the top nine and, and these, most of the designer, most of the designers have either won or been in the top. And, yeah. um, we ha- also have like a brand new Jamal <laughs> who was just off of a win and has mm-hmm. had his self-esteem boosted a little bit as well. And I think egos are starting to take over and people are becoming a little bit more natural, um, towards one another in a way. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's get on to the challenge and we find our designers back on the runway and we get a little weird scrim silhouette in the background. Everyone's like, that <laughs> tiny marshmallow person must be Marnie's. <laughs> I love this moment. Um, Cause she walks out with Carly Kloss, who is I think nine feet tall. And then Marnie's probably five, eight. <laughs> Marnie's, like a, <laughs> Marnie's also tall, but it's just that Carly Kloss is, nine foot three um yeah i think i think barney's five eight with five eight heels you know (laughs) no offense (laughs) so it's like it's not your fault marty but she comes out looking she's just being swallowed up by this really gold amazing uh top with some normal jeans i think just some jeans and a either billowy uh marshmallow shoulder top um no her her jeans are ripped up and what were those oh yeah oh those were jeans i thought those were infinity boots i thought they had no end no beginning they oh, were just <laughs> oh no maybe i just assumed they were jeans i don't know i don't i have no idea we we didn't get that much time to linger over those boots or jeans or whatever was happening on her legs man yeah knowing her they're probably going to be crazy boots um so yeah it's Mar- marnie sonifante back of um you know beyonce and kylie jenner fame they keep showing mostly images of Kylie anyway so what actually so they're both out of course to introduce the challenge and Marnie talks about her job a little bit and explains her philosophy she's like you know what um, I'm there to make sure that my clients look good all the time because we're in this social media um, drowned world where people like her clients are constantly being photographed so they have to look good all the time 
And her process for kind of like bigger events is she makes up a story. There is a narrative. And she uses Kylie Jenner as an example um, of when she styled her for for cans. It's like, yeah, we use this theme of breakfast at Tiffany's, which is kind of typical, but also appropriate for the occasion where you have to, you can be classic, um, understated, very um, uh, maybe a little bit glamorous and elegant, but in um, whatever interpretation, it also fits Kylie Jenner's persona. Can I add something about about that? Yes. Event? Um, not that I've been, but I, I know there was some uproar a couple of years ago about the fact that women are not allowed to wear pants to the Cannes Film Festival. Okay. That is interesting. So it's very gender conformist. So I think mm. the Breakfast at Tiffany reference is actually um, quite, although normally I would like roll my eyes, I, I think, wow, it's actually appropriate for the gender constriction of, of the event. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's quite fascinating. Um, that sounds like, you know, weird, weirdly antiquated. I know since Vinny <laughs> admitted that he's a Baptist, you know, that you can't wear, I mean, women, it's, I don't know if it's that way now, but growing up, you couldn't wear, uh, well, women, it was frowned upon to wear pants to a Baptist church. I don't know. This is really, really fascinating and strange. Um, more about church later on with Vinny's look. So, um, yeah, that's, I think that's something that's, that's important to keep in mind because they're challenges is that they want them to curate their own story and they'll work in teams this is a team challenge but in the team they're going to create three looks for a celebrity client's upcoming vacation and their client is Morena Beckerin and she's going back home to Rio and needs three looks so we get a little video of Morena Beckerin who from Deadpool fame but I know her mostly from Homeland um, and she needs something chic for the beach, something daytime for shopping and a fancy lunch. And then an amazing killer evening look for a night out in the town. Um, and she basically says that she's like, she likes colors and tropical p- prints. And we get a look at her closet and she's pulling out like a lot of ruffles. And, uh, I mean, a lot of ruffles and I'm pre- pretty sure what, what are expensive clothes, but lots of color, um, Prince, um, yeah, yeah. Um, for you know, what's interesting here, I think they're trying to um make this also like a tresemme challenge because Carly emphasizes, like, oh my god, guys, the hair makes the look. And I'm like, of all days, when Marnie's wearing a top knot, <laughs> you know, like the most important thing about Marnie's outfit is not her hair, yes. um. Yes. But they have to emphasize the hair in this for some random reason. Um, yeah. And then uh, they so they have to create three unique hairstyles as well. And I think we go on and said and to say that this is a one day challenge. And um, yeah. Anyway, so uh, anything to say before we, we say who the teams are? No, no. Okay, um, so again, the winner doesn't get to choose first, so Jamal just has to sit there while they take out the button, <laughs> the button box. <laughs> and 
the acrylic of Brandon Maxwell button box. And they choose a random button, and it's Tessa. Damn it. So she gets to choose her team first. Um, and shocking who she picks. I know. So, okay, so who, is he, who, who does she choose? Uh, she um, Tessa first goes for Sebastian, who does not seem at all excited to work with Tessa. Oh, no. Yeah, not at all. Right? Right? Um, Sebastian's eyes linger down. <laughs> <laughs> And this is interesting because later on his talking head, we you know when they're working together, he's like, man, I forgot what it was like to work with Tessa. And I was like, no, you didn't. I you know. didn't forget. You just knew you had no choice. But to work Sebastian with was just being nice and it's okay. <laughs> yeah. So nice. Way too nice. Um, And Leela. But I think. Right. Right. Yeah. And I think she, you know, she's choosing these people who haven't been mean to her yet. Oh, <laughs> she gives other reasons, but I don't believe those reasons. Um, but yeah, um, I think if this were last week, she probably would have chosen Bishmi. So, right, but you know what? I think that she is very strategic. Mm-hmm. So, Tessa is picking people that can do what Tessa can't do, which also would be Bishmi. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, this is a good but, point. Yeah, but I think Bishmi does separates. So I think Tessa's being choosing according to all the things that Tessa wants for her looks but doesn't have. Mm. So, so the construction of um, Sebastian and maybe this... I mean, I, I actually don't like Layla's aesthetic whatsoever from mm-hmm. anything that I've seen so far. But I think they have a, a more... Or at least that one kimono had a compatible aesthetic with Tessa. Mm-hmm. So I think that's what Tessa's going for. Also to neutralize... I think it's just also to strengthen her garment, but also to neutral, neutralize who, who Tessa's up against. Hmm. That's what I thought. I thought she was just being that. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very true. Very true. Um, I just thought it was kind of out of left field to choose Leela, but that makes a lot of sense to me. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, and then the second person who gets to choose is Hester. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you know, do we all remember the last team challenge with Hester? I mean, <laughs> holy crap. She was an absolute mess. You know, she blew her team's budget on Tool and yeah. was just a nightmare to work with. So, but we've gone through what, four episodes and she's a completely different person. She's changed and matured so much. So she chooses, (laughs) she also chooses someone else who had a, who was on her team last time who also had a problem with her and that's Garo. And she looks at Garo and actually asks him like, can I pick you? And (laughs) Garo's spirit is screaming, no, no, but you know, he can't say that. So he's like, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Pick me. Yeah. I'm, I, this is amazing. He's like, no, this is, this is horrible. This is just ridiculous. How can I say no? This is so, so awkward, (laughs) man. Um, and then she chooses pish me. What did you think about this? Yeah. I thought I would have, yeah, I thought it made sense because I thought it made sense 
Okay. Why? Why do I think that made sense? I'm sorry. I'm kind of thinking in my head and not using my words. <laughs> um, I think because they both make separates. They both really like making separates mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and thinking in that way. Um, so I thought it could be good. I thought maybe Bishmi could be kind of pulled in a different direction a little bit. I'm not sure that it happened, but I, at, at this point I was sort of excited about that creative combination yeah same because i thought you know who's sort of on the level or even maybe close to the level of maybe showmanship with hester you know even with that with the separates but also this idea of kind of being game for what she wants to do because as we later see she's just like i'm the boss if i'm not the boss i'm the problem child so she's like choosing people (laughs) who might be able to take you know, hey, do you want to do like, you know, we're going to fly on a trapeze and then like make a swing set, but kind of have, you know, just whatever craziness that Hester does, like who's the most game for it? And so it's going to be Garo and <laughs> Bish me. Yeah, it's not going to be Renee, even oh, though no. I think that that team could have used a Renee. Oh my gosh. Um, but I was really surprised after Renee's look last week, I thought, Oh my God! Why? Like, I know, I know, because I was actually worried straight off the bat with Team Three because we have Jamal and then Vinny and then we have Renee, and it's just like okay, yeah. uh, but I would have been worried about. Um, I don't know. There was just something about just the three of them and Jamal's um, body language. So mm-hmm. anyway, so they get time to sketch. They all run to the workroom because they only have thirty minutes, and this is a team thing. Wait, what were you going to say? One of them even galloped to the workroom. I know. <laughs> Who was that? Oh, I'm trying to remember. I don't, it was I, Bishmi. I don't. Was it Bishmi? Yeah. <laughs> and I remember because I, I, you know, because you can only see them sitting from when they're on the runway. And I thought he was wearing like a normal cardigan. But I realized, no, he's wearing this, this kind of like um, collegiate duster, like, like almost like a varsity jacket turned into a long duster or maybe like a robe from far away and so it's building behind him like a cape <laughs> it's like oh bishmi you're so playful um yeah and it's, it's red or i remember it being kind of yeah. burgundy you know? yeah no that was that was bishmi <laughs> yeah so 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 thoughts on the sketch time because they get into the workroom and they split up into their teams and they all seem to be off to a really great start before Marnie comes in to check on them. Um, but she has to go around and ask them about their story. And like, what are you guys, wh- what are you thinking of? And it seems like, you know, she comes up to team Renee first and they're, they instantly go like, we're good students. We're on this. We're, we're doing so well. This is amazing. This is, this is great. And she goes, great. So what's the story? And they're like, what, what's story? <laughs> <laughs> she goes, Rem- no, remember when we said story on the runway before we gave you like 5,000 other stipulations? Um, you remember, that, you know, so like the breakfast, breakfast at Tiffany's, Kylie Jenner? And they're like, oh, no, we meant we all know what we're doing in terms of garment. She's like, yeah, so what's the story? And it was like, oh, my God. <laughs> this is the main part of this this challenge guys um they're like she goes yeah so they're going she's going on vacation anything and so anyway so 
I was like, "Uh oh, team Renee." Uh, mm. yeah, yeah, but I don't know. So the other teams had themes or or stories, and Team Hester seems like you know they're they eventually end up going. Oh, she's gonna be a disco queen. So she's going home to her home carnival, and she's there. They seem to do be doing what Marnie. Um, refers to Rio as like she's like Rio. Rio is bananas. Rio is, you know, especially if you're thinking about carnival, it's very festive. It's fun. It is out there. And then we have Team Tessa, where Leela's speaking about a Roman holiday, but in Rio. Which is like what? I know. And she's like, yeah, she's going to escape to like another world. And, you know, she's just, you know, becoming like a different, in a different environment, in a different place. She's different, different. I'm just like, did you not remember that she's from there, Leela? Yeah, I know. I know. And also, it's like, you, you mean a different Audrey Hepburn world? You know, yeah. it's sort of, we've already had one Audrey Hepburn reference. Yes. Breakfast at Tiffany's. And now we're going on Roman holiday. Mm-hmm. It's sort of, oh my. Yeah. <laughs> It's just I, again. I'm I am kicking myself for choosing her for my bracket because I'm like the more she talks, more I'm just like, oh god, you know, I, what are you talking about? And it's just, it's you know, she there's no self awareness that what she's saying makes absolutely no sense. But also, Sebastian and Tessa aren't chiming in to be like, yeah, no, remember? Because I don't think anyone remembers what happened on the runway. This is kind of. You know, we're not there. I don't know what taping's like, but it just seems like everyone except for Team Hester has sort of forgotten key elements of this challenge. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. In my head, I, I refer to Layla as uh, Pouty McSnob. <laughs> <laughs> now She's we know. Pouting for the camera. You know, always pouting for the camera. <laughs> Pouty McSnob. I think this is a great Sorry. way because no, she, the way she speaks, it's really an, it's kind of annoying me. I'm like, I can't believe you're on my bracket. What did I do? I thought she's gonna be this dark horse. Ugh. Anyway, um, ugh, oh, just, maybe she, don't lose hope yet. I, don't lose I don't hope know. yet. We'll we'll see. I'm I, okay. I I will I'll try. I'll I'll keep keep <laughs> you know being positive, but it's just it does, it's not looking good. You know, there, there could be a very fantastic kimono in the works. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to see a fantastic kimono. That would be amazing. Right? Come on. Like if you want to do it, just do it. Uh I would I love it. Um, you know who's gonna do a fantastic kimono, I'm pretty sure? It's Sebastian. Who knows? Mm, yeah. Kimono the crap out of I don't know. Anyway, I'm using kimono as a verb now. Alright, so so let's get some mood. We have our yeah. our I'm hoping, and not all of them have their sketches. Not all of them really know exactly what they're doing. Um, but we get to mood, and we get another reminder of what this whole challenge is about. So Christian is emphasizing context and stories. Like, think about your client. Think about where she's going. Remember the story. And then, you know, kind of let some loose into mood. Um, yeah. So we have kind of like a bunch of like, you know, cuts everywhere. And it seems like everyone's just, you know, we're, 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 we're kind of start, starting to figure out a little bit of what they spoke about. We have Renee holding a print 
and Christian Siriano being <laughs> so funny. He's like, Renee, look at that print over there. Not gray and black, like always. <laughs> like, leave her alone. Let her get her print. This is a tropical challenge. Um, but um, yeah, it, it, it also seems like Team Tessa is doing is off to a similar start from last time where now it's, I think, mostly Tessa bossing Sebastian around um, and telling him or employing him to get five prints. And she's saying no to almost every other thing. And they're also kind of, you know, lollygaggling around like they did last time, just kind of standing in like just the, the aisles and Christian telling him like, guys, you know, you don't have anything cut. It's, you know, I have two minutes left. Um, there is a, I don't know. I don't know. What did you think about this? Cause I, I just kind of was like, I hate, I hate teams and mood. I really do. I really do. It makes, it stresses me out. Mm, I, I, to be honest, I did not think much of it. I was like, this is what they do. I don't, yeah. <laughs> because this to me is just stress. Like this yeah. is the most stressful part of the show because the, these are where key decisions are made about everything that happens on the runway and they have very little time to prepare very little time to prepare and also you can sort of see awful mistakes being made and there's nothing really they can do about it. i think this is sort of the most helpless that a lot of them feel because you have to compromise and i feel as if yeah you know we have um such strong designers left that I don't know. I it's they always make kind of crucial 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 mistakes um, for for team challenges. Um, mm. Yeah. Anyway, we can we can yeah. totally just like say goodbye to Mood. Yeah. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mood. So let's move on to the workroom, and uh, they realize they're going through. They're taking out their fabrics, and they're accoutrement, and they're realizing that the whole room are basically using the same colors which are turquoise yellow and some and blue some variation of that I mean, i'm sorry sorry coral not blue i oh, wrote coral. blue twice why did i do that yeah oh, no, but there was blue there was blue oh yeah there was okay so like four colors so it's turquoise yeah. you know proper blue or you know aquamarine some variation of those things and coral holy crap not even like peach or orange or coral like it, it was coral right yeah i thought so yeah um so yeah i i, I thought that this was really really strange because i don't un, i don't think morena said in her video that she was into those colors in particular and she didn't show that much i mean she showed one blouse that had some of those colors but it's not as if the actress showed only things with those colors right right exactly um i think this is interesting to 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 see what you know when she says i love color i love a I, like something bright that this is how they all interpreted that um in the same way or in a very similar way so um i think sebastian was very shrewd about this he was like yeah so Everyone's using the same color, so it's going to be super hard for us to stand out. So we have to do something that is just very different, um, you know. So, but yeah, yeah. 
I, 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 this, so this is a, a one day challenge and, and we kind of have to get right into it. And, um, we have some challenges for, for all the teams. Cause we have a challenge for team Tessa. Cause she's already trying to control what her teammates are making, namely Leela. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which I think is a monster waste of time. It's almost mm-hmm. like everything she does is like a group conference and she employs yeah. others' opinions, but then she doesn't often either offer in, a, in, a, in an open way. Like when she's giving other people her opinion, it's no one asked for it. And she doesn't even yeah. offer it in a way where she's like, hey, do you need some help? Like leaving it open-ended. She's like, what if you did that in orange instead of that green or instead of that turquoise? Like, what if you did it this way? And Leo's like, yeah. what if I not? Why don't you just yeah. do what you're doing and leave me alone? Yeah. And I think, I mean, this can be what I'm going to, what I'm going to say is also applicable to things that happen later in the show, but I don't actually have a problem with Tessa or Layla being bossy or taking charge or doing any of that. I'm more for reasons you just itemized. It's more annoying by how they do it. Yes. Because it's yeah. done very thoughtlessly. It's done very, it's just kind of thinking out loud, blah, blah, blah. Here are my thoughts into the other, blah, blah, blah. What if, what if? And to me, that's not taking tar- charge. That's just not organizing your thoughts before you speak. Mm-mm. So this part was really annoying for me to watch because yeah. I'm thinking, organize your thoughts before you speak <laughs> to people. <Yeah. laughs> it's a team challenge. It's not a babble session. <laughs> yeah. I mean, all of that is really, really difficult to I don't know it's it's such a complicated thing because I think in terms of Tessa a lot of a lot of these questions and a lot of things that she does is mostly just to to control her surroundings to make herself feel better and in a team challenge it's really kind of uh I mean of course like it wastes other people's times and um it's just extremely selfish I mean yeah um but we also have a, another team that's working on their communication skills. That's team Renee. Um, Renee, I think admits that she's, you know, in the last team challenge with Frankie and COVID that she basically was very hands off cause she didn't want to rock any boats and they were on the bottom. <laughs> you know, she almost went, they, she didn't almost go home. I mean, no, she did almost go home, but you know, she's trying to, talk through things and um she actually does you know when she's speaking with Vinny has some objections and I think this was a a, like has you know very constructive um back and forths and feedbacks to things like for instance Vinny they talked about a flounce around the chest area and you know they had disagreement with that Mm. and I think a very productive way yes it helped it helped him yeah um but we also have Jamal here, who is uh, really upset that this is a team challenge on the, you know, the the one time that he's won, the first time that he's won, I should say, not that he will never win again, but he's won, he has immunity, he's just like, man, that's really fucked up. I mean, <laughs> it's just like a waste of immunity to be on a team challenge. I can't do what I really want. And so, uh, whatever, he's just being, you know, droopy dog. And uh, he's draping a swimsuit dress. He wants to make something more avant-garde and conceptual. Oh, my gosh. Oh, what happened? 
No, nothing. There was like a weird sound that I think that was a that was a Skype sound. <laughs> no idea that what that Skype. meant. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay, you heard it too. Yes, I did. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah, listeners. It was we're, like we were getting we're, a, no, a go conference ahead. call from Mars. It's like we were getting a conference call from Mars. <laughs> you know, someone's trying to like but call we, in. But we didn't. Yeah, someone's trying to call in right now. <laughs> it's like, oops, sorry guys. Um, yeah, we're on Skype. So Skype has changed its <laughs> its sounds in a way that I'm just like, huh, very pleasant, but I don't know what these sounds mean anymore. Um Yeah. Well maybe we don't understand what you were trying to communicate with that frequency. <laughs> 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 try again <laughs> uh just just tell us you can type it across our screen i'm pretty sure you have access to it um yes. <laughs> anyway so but yeah but i i feel like you know Vinny and and renee are having group speak and then we have jamal in a corner somewhere just doing whatever he wants yeah and then hemming hawing about like but the group you know i feel obligated to the group i was like but you're all the way over there jamal if you really care about the group, could you come over here and just have a little conference with us before we start? Yeah. Um, we also have Team Hester. I mean, Team Garo. <laughs> team, what was it? Backup leader team Garo? Backup Gar- team Backup Hester, <laughs> a.k.a. Garo. <laughs> uh, he's like, yes, I feel like I'm here to make Hester believe that she's the leader but then i'm the backup not that he's like controlling her and and undermining her he's like no 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 no. he's he's actually what that means garo is that you're a teammate to hester she's a president and you're the vice president you're not just a pseudo president that's that's different i know i know thank you for making that distinction yeah it's important yeah it made me feel as if perhaps garo could be more devious but he's too nice of a person or he's actually at his core like too good of a person to really know what it means to be devious <laughs> you know what i don't think he's a devious person no. it just struck me as sexist <laughs> okay <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't think he's trying to be mean i don't think he's there to undermine her or anyone i really don't i think he's actually i actually think he's a nice person mm-hmm. <laughs> i really do i really do um, and I think he's someone who wants to work well with others and aims for that. I really, really do. I don't know why. I don't know this person, but just from behavior on screen. But um, I think he feels very um, – I don't think he trusts anything about Hester. It's sort of like, okay, here's, a, here's this person who's, hey, difficult to work with. Agreed. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, uh, but also has this vision that I don't understand because I don't see women that way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I think that makes, in that particular moment, of like, oh, how paternalistic. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Good that's point. Because, okay. Yeah, I was just mostly thinking, like, that's you're saying what you're doing, but that's not what you're actually doing. I was just mm. seeing like this lack of self awareness or lack of awareness, or you know, I yeah, no, but I, I you know, you know. Y'all know that Garo annoys me to no end. So I think, Patricia, what you're doing is just explaining to me why I feel the way I feel. <laughs> oh, I also Garo. think he knows, oh, this person is difficult to work with. This person doesn't, gl- uses a glue gun to make outfits. Whereas mm-hmm. 
you know, Garo uses a hammer. I mean, has Garo <laughs> made an outfit that did not require a little hammer? <laughs> I don't like, know. And also, like, why don't you cinch waists? You know, you don't really enjoy exactly. a woman's body. But yeah, I think it's a great point. Like, that's yeah. the idea that he, she does not make clothes for the type of woman that he understands. And yeah. we hear about that because Hester, it, so they all decide what they're making. Uh, Garo is making evening we have Bishmi making, I guess, the lunchtime, daytime outfit. And then Hester is making a swimsuit. And we get a little, we, we get to know a little bit more about Hester again. We were hearing a lot about Hester's life. Um, but she's like, I've made swimsuits before. But, I, you know, for like non-femme women. And, I, you know, like, Morena is just definitely not the type of woman that I would ever make like a swimsuit for so I'm just like oh, she wants like a lot of skin like I don't you know and so we can see pictures of of actual swimsuits that she's made and so I think to your point about how Hester designs for or sees women differently than Garo is is really apt there oh yeah 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 but I love the I love the, the scene where Hester is trying on a piece of yellow bathing bathing suit bottom yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Working out on the proportion, this is just comedy to me. This is great comedy. <laughs> and also how it was completely normal. And I was like, you can definitely, because it, oh my God, I loved it too. Because it's just like, yeah, I think with any, uh, maybe any other designers, um, or even in any other context, I think for all the designers, this would have been super normal for them to do. And she's like, okay, okay, look, look at this. Like where it comes on uh, my, my book, my butt, like think about Thinjin. And I think it was yeah. Bishmi who passed by. He's like, you guys are fitting for that thin gin booty. And I was like, <laughs> I had to put on my, my captions. Cause I was like, what is he saying? And he's referring to their model. Uh, her name's thin gin or thin gin. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're just like, yeah, yeah. So like imagine thin gin and you know, is this, is this enough? Like, is this too high with this? Like, you know, go into the crack, whatever. And it was just such a serious conversation. I loved it. It was great. <laughs> Yeah, and it was. This is the process, right? This is. So I, I really liked seeing it, and I also thought it was comical, only because it was Hester and Garrow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, you guys are more alike than you think, or or to Garrow, like you guys are more alike than you think. Um, they are. Yeah, yeah. Um, Bishmi is just realizing that he should make great things. Hmm. He's like, well, you know, I was on the bottom last week and I realized I should just do what I'm good at. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And I don't think he meant it in terms of being safe, but it's just like, y- you're good. So do good things. So, yeah. Anyway, just wanted to point that out. Um, Yeah. So this is this is before Christian time. And we have a few things to kind of discuss. We have team formerly known as Team Renee, and now known as Team Vinny's Pants. Yes. um, Mm, We spent a lot of time on this. We also have Team Vinny's Pants, and formerly known as Team Renee, now known as Team Jamal Can't Use an Iron. Um, Gosh, so a lot of, you know, kind of mess-ups are starting to happen to – the person who is, was my first round pick on my bracket. So any, any thoughts on this or, or I was, I was terrified with, with this choice of Renee using Vinny's pant method instead of draping her pants. Um, yeah. I, I was sort of thinking Renee, 
you make beautiful pants. Beautiful. Oh my God. Last week. Last week's pants. <sighs> I would like at like a, you know, unique low price level, you know, but <laughs> I loved those pants. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm like drape girl drape. Like, you know, if you need time, just make sure make a dumb top, but it's, make your pants the way, you know. And why is she taking Vinny's advice on pants? Because remember Vinny's like blue and white church pants? Yes. With the stupid cross. I mean, seriously, you know what? I I didn't even think about that. <laughs> but yeah. Um, she was, I think that Renee was coming from a good place as in, I want to learn something. I want to, I want to try something new. I want to really push myself and here's how I can. And I really respected that. It just didn't work out. Yeah. Yeah. It, 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 it doesn't. I mean, cause we, it, they just spend way too long. And also she has this huge piece of pattern paper just rolled out onto her work on her work, work table. And I'm just like, is this better? Is it? Because as someone who I'm a, I'm a baby sewer, I'm still kind of like a baby sewer. Um, I, I want to get good to the point where I don't have to go to paper, then to muslin, then to fabric. And you, we've seen people in here, you know, they're all so super skilled that a lot of them, because of time, go straight to fabric and you don't have time to, you know, whatever. Yeah. And I'm just like on all days where you only have one day and also you're working with two other people who you have to kind of sometimes like take a break and collaborate and check in that you're going to go from paper like no don't start with paper and draw shit out and like measure and then take Vinny away from you know his church clothes and, and you know like Vinny needs all the time that he he needs to just kind of like get his woman like off the pew and then you need all the time you need to just like figure it out and make some brilliant pants I don't know it was it, whatever it's fine Oh my gosh. So I can go on all day about that. So we have team Jamal can't use an iron. Um, We have another misstep. So if we don't, if you don't remember, um, there was another misstep with Jamal and, and, and an iron where he went through a very elaborate fitting session with his model at the time and then steamed off all of his markings from the muslin. And this time he's ironing Lycra. You know, I feel like Lycra is becoming like a really bad word on the show. Yeah. And uh, he's uh, steaming it and then burns a hole in it. Uh, who irons Lycra? I don't know. No. Yeah, I don't. Yeah. It, it's, it, I don't. It's incomprehensible what Jamal is doing with his iron ironing skills. It's like, okay. His his brain. The first thing to go is is his uh just like common sense about certain things. He's doing this very complicated swimsuit dress with a lot of like sheerness and circles. And uh, yeah, he seems a little hole in it, and so he shows it to Vinny because Vinny's like, "What? What happened?" He's like, "Oh no! What did I do? Oh my god!" And he shows him where he kind of where the lycra melted off and. To me, it doesn't look that bad. <laughs> like, I mean, to me, it looks it looks bad. I mean, you know they're going to look at things up close. Well, yeah, that's true. But 
I'm, I, I sort of thought, here's an opportunity to scrap this whole thing. <laughs> I know, right? Like, but it, oh, I don't know. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, maybe it was like a tribute to Rakan. Like, Rakan got sent home with Lycra, and oh. they're really great friends. I don't know. I just was just like, is this some subconscious thing you're doing? Um, mm. Like, self-sabotage? Or just let us oh. know if this is really about Rakan. Just let us know. You know, because you I know. don't like sabotage. I thought it was just I'm well, okay. So lycra is a very common bathing suit material, right? Right. So, if anything, I think that, and it's very it's easier to work with than other swimsuit materials, um, like neoprene, mm-hmm. which is also a swimsuit material. Um, and there's also another material that looks like silk, feels like silk, but is not silk. I forget what that is. Probably polyester. Hmm. What, what, what people do, like ruched bathing suits, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, I, I think that material is polyester. I don't trust myself on that. But uh, So I think that lycra is actually a lot easier to work with. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, and But also, if you think about, we've, I, I feel like, I would. I can assume that most of us have worn swimsuits or have seen swimsuits. I can't imagine. I've never thought of ironing out my swimsuit or even taking an iron to it, or even if I had something that was not a swim, not a swimsuit but made with lycra. Um, yeah. That this type of material is not something that you would put to an iron. Even the mesh that he was pairing yeah. with it, it made no sense to me. I. I really was just like, we need a tally for all of these iron mishaps that he's having because I don't really. There's there's something about him being very precise with his technique that mm. or even his process, I'll say there's something about it where he gets so caught up into the details of what he's used to doing or, you know, he he's not like bringing in or or using. OK, what I'll say is it doesn't seem like he's that flexible with his approach to things, um, you know, that call for a different um you know, for you to like to know what it what, what you're actually using, like he's making a dress and he's making this conceptual um, design, and and we all know, you know, he's he's very artistic, um, he's very abstract, and likes to approach his work very differently, um, and so that's what he's nor- normally doing. But I'm like, but when you put in lycra and some mesh in that, and you're going to take an iron, there's something about Jamal where he's like, no, this is what you're supposed to do. Even if it's like no, 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 this is the part you 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 skip, right? I don't know. There's something that he's kind of on like this autopilot. Yeah. Because I yeah, think I, that, yeah. Yeah, I think you're picking up on some serious stuff that's totally yeah. going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because the iron, okay, it's just an iron, guys. But you know, if you guys remember from, you know, Project Runway Lifetime and Isaac Mizrahi's conversation with Michelle, like the iron is everything. <laughs> And I feel like the iron right now is revealing some subconscious issues with Jamal. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. It's a metaphor. And um, also he's probably not rushing. He's probably rushing. So he's not paying attention to temperature. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> because I think you can, if you have it low enough, I think you can straighten out a seam or make mm-hmm. the mesh, whatever, but maybe it was just too hot. Yeah. Too hot, dude. He was steaming that though to get it to steam. You need it to get get pretty hot. He meant yeah. for it to be that high. I'm like, why are you steaming that? Anyway, oh my gosh. Okay, let's move on. 
Simmer down on the Rowenta. Oh, I know. Those irons are too good. Maybe they can steam on low temperatures. Maybe they're that kind of iron. Wouldn't that be amazing? Know. Like cold steam? If you can make steam cold. That would be cool. That would be, wow. Someone invent that. That'd be great. <laughs> if it's not there already. It's like a spaceship <laughs> for fashion. All right. So we have Team Tessa. I want to move on to that because... Um, I want to know your thoughts on them using Sebastian's work. So they're working Sebastian, but they're also using Sebastian's work, meaning they're um, using his signature um, top stitching technique. Yeah. As their theme. For, I mean, as their motif, I'll, I'll say. Yeah. Somebody called it quilt stitching. And I was like, I don't think that's quilt mm-hmm. stitching. It's I don't not. think it does quilt stitch on the show. I forget who said it, but. Yeah, I thought it was funny when Christian said, oh, Sebastian, you're just letting Layla and Tessa talk. And mm-hmm. of course, when do those two make space for anybody else to say I anything? <laughs> I mean, yeah, let's let's talk about Team Tessa and, and Christian time with them. Because, you know, to me, it's like you're using, you're, you're clear, like clearly Sebastian's doing the most work because no one else is able to do if this were just quilting, then I think all of them would be able to do it on their own. But this is something that I think Sebastian has perfected over time on any material. He can do this. We've seen it before on the all over print challenge. He can do it on very difficult fabrics to work with. And they have to be like very parallel, but he's also doing like these really wonderful, you know, where lines are conversing and making chevrons and it looks really, really complicated I was a little disappointed that they're doing that because to me it's very special and it's, it's his. And so if yeah. you're doing something that's very much Sebastian's, but then when Christian comes in and he's like, Oh my God, what are you doing? And Leela's like, we're doing Roman holiday, but in Rio. And then Tessa goes like, yeah. So then like, she's going to this place where she's never been. And then Leela goes like, yeah, because she's like, we're doing this like Grecian thing. And then Christian's just, I mean, not Christian, <laughs> but Sebastian's in the back, just biting his fingernails. And grabbing shit for them. You know, like, like I'm like, come on, yeah. Sebastian. Ugh. Anyway. Well, but yeah, let's, let's get into this moment with Christian and your thoughts. Is, but this is what happens when the person who's confident, Sebastian, ends up working with people who feel they have a lot to prove. And wow. so I don't know what else Sebastian could have done because I think that those two can make things very difficult for hmm. someone else. Just you know, they they can kind of very quickly um, redirect productive energy. Let's hmm. just say. So <laughs> that's a, that's a very that, kind way of putting it, but I totally agree. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think that's what happens, and I think that Sebastian was here okay let them talk let them think it out loud when we get to work is when i'm going to address whatever needs to be addressed because this is just talk so i think that was a really skillful assessment on sebastian's part and i think that to me is also leadership it's just okay they need to think this out mm-hmm. they need to be a mess right now this is the time to be a mess not when we're working <laughs> we're just talking mm-hmm. i don't know yeah, so I yeah. Think that's actually being very wise at that moment. 
Yeah, I mean, I, I, and also it's, it's kind of like it gets things, it, you know, because when we start talking about hair, because Chris, yeah, that's also part of it. If you all remember, um, hair is a part of it as well. And he's like, so what are you guys doing with the hair? And then all, oh. yeah, like Tessa is just <laughs> like, we're gonna do something like Bird of Paradise, um, on the head. <laughs> yeah, like you know, yeah, up there, like. Um, with like things and so then and then Sebastian very eloquently goes yeah so we're going to start off with more casual and then move up to a little bit more fancy there's going to be a progression I was like yeah Sebastian you can talk yeah oh totally yeah 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 um yeah yeah so anyway so we're we're in Christian time and I I, w- I just want to point out that when he speaks to team Renee um, team Renee <laughs> um, seems to be in a good spot at this moment. So I don't think I don't think he has a lot like a lot of notes for them, except that he likes to casually. This is the first casual drop of how he already knows Marina. <laughs> it's like you're like oh my god. So like I know her, and she's like you know very like classic and and really sophisticated because I've worked with her before. Marina and I are friends. Um, great job, guys. <laughs> um, then goes to let's let's move on to Team Hester and Christian. And yeah. uh, I think this is the first time where I was like, okay, yeah, no, she's 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 a modern disco queen. She's going to her home carnival. I'm like, yes, you guys understand a little bit about this. And um, but I also really love this interaction with this group with Christian because I thought in terms of how he helps out um, Hester and Garo. Yeah. This is yeah. a really, really substantive, substantive interaction. <laughs> yes. Yes. And and I was happy to see them respond well to Christian's feedback. Yeah. Yeah. And it will also, you know, of course this is, this is editing, but it was kind of quick. Like he picked up because Hester is trying to put shorts on, on her model um, who's wearing the, the swimsuit again? Uh, this is uh, Thijin. And Christian's just like, well, why would you put shorts on her? So yeah. how is that going to work on the runway? And is it just going to look like she's wearing shorts and a top? This is supposed yeah. to be a bathing suit. Makes no sense. And yeah. yeah. I don't know. Did you have anything to say about that? No, I agreed entirely. And I thought Christian gave Garo some really good advice mm-hmm. also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because both of them, they're doing what they do. And yeah. Hester is freaking out because she's like, oh, my God. So the thing, the reason why I want to do the shorts is because I have no idea what this lady wants because she's definitely not the type of person I would dress. I feel like this is like a part of me. And he goes, OK, listen, um, do the swimsuit, but take an aspect of the swimsuit that you can just go crazy on. And he and this is wonderful to get Christian, who's out in the world and working with clients and also has worked with Morena, where he's like, listen, she's very, again, very sophisticated. Why don't you do something that's for her and then take an aspect of it that's for you? But it's still a swimsuit. Don't put some shorts on it. That's not that's being you, of course, but it's also covering up the main reason, the main outfit, the main garment. Um, and you're going to just, you know, shoot yourself in the foot. And with with Garo, he doesn't tell him to stop doing center belts which is what i would have done <laughs> he just goes yeah. 
He just goes, how can you make your center belt really, really extraordinarily special? If you're going to do it again, do it to up like to the to the to, like to the nth degree because you're working with a celebrity and it's the evening dress and you want to make it special and not something that she has seen before or could go by yeah because she's a rich yeah. lady so yeah um, she's a rich fancy lady yeah super fancy and, you see your closet <laughs> so, yeah, yeah and did you catch the the edit the show edit where tessa is eavesdropping on the conversations again <laughs> oh no I, did. I totally missed it wait what was that oh my gosh she's I, such I a terror like i wrote it down at minute 27 that i mean it probably is after though mm-hmm. but there's like a little a glimpse of a shot of tessa kind of doing her whole i'm gonna listen to everything everybody's getting from come Christian. on it's a one-day okay, challenge. Me, I know. Part of part of me likes the idea. Yes, we should all be learning from each other's feedback. This is absolutely critical and necessary. It's just the way she goes about it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, it's really oh gosh. It's yeah. It's a waste of time again. Like wasting time. Just worry about other people. Worry about yourself. Um. Yeah. Anyway, so. We have some pre-model time. But she's um, getting villains no. edit for sure. Oh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, because I don't think she is. You know, I, I don't, I don't, is she? I don't think she is. I don't think she is, but I mean, her level of self-absorption, I think, leads to that kind of behavior that then people villainize or, or present it as like villain, villain edit. Mm-hmm. Kind of. Yeah. I mean, oh gosh, I mean, she's all, she's in the frame. So it's like, you could, I guess you could have edited that part out where she's just also like eavesdropping yeah. again. Um, after getting scolded by Christian last week, it's like, really? Um, okay. Yeah. Anyway, so, so Christian introduces the models or says the models will be here in, in a couple of hours, I guess. Um, but you know, we have more Jamal kind of sobbing about his Lycra and he's going to do it all over again. And he's always like, oh, immunity. I wish I didn't have immunity. And um, yeah, anyway. But it's also tempered by a snow break. <laughs> so, yes, yes. Yeah, yeah. Um, some other stuff happened, but I didn't really um make too many notes about that because i think it's important to get to some model time and we have i think the first model we we kind of see is is asia and she comes in and it looks like she's greeting people and smiling and then tessa kind of creepily takes her hand and goes i have you again you're my model this week again and leaves her off, and Asia's just like, "Oh God, like here we go, um, here here's where you know." Let me know. Let me know. <laughs> yeah, it's like, do I want to be here next week <laughs> if I have Tessa again? Um, and then we also have Battle of the Bathing Suits during this model fitting time. Jamal's bathing suit versus Hester's bathing suit, because Jamal thinks that he's making the best thing since sliced bread. And he's looking over at Hester and he's like, uh, Hester's outfit is just like so freaking complicated. Oh my God. 
while his is effervescent and effortless and <laughs> so easy and doesn't need like, you know, a bunch of like, you know, complicated patterns and circles and, and squares and ellipses. Anyway, <laughs> he's really in love with himself and it's worrying. Um, he likes his aesthetic. Yeah, he you know? really, really does. Which is, yeah, yeah. Um, we also have Team Benny. Help me with these pants. Yes. Oh, goodness. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Renee is fitting our poor Kate. Oh, Kate. Um, she has these pants on Kate, and uh, she's starting to finally regret using Vinny's pant technique. Uh, it looks bad. It looks very bad. It looks like she doesn't really understand. And that's another thing I think she is probably why she's regretting this because if she had draped these pants, then she would know how to fit them. But because she's doing a technique she's never used before and thought it would be a time saver. Um, now that she's seen that it's not working out the very first time, she's not sure how to fit them. Yeah. Yeah. Finny is making a baby dress. Yes. So he's upset at the coloring. Anyway, we'll get to that on the runway because he says something like, <laughs> if this were navy blue or black, it would be so much better. I'm like, no, it wouldn't. I know. I, I actually love the color. And yeah, I thought the color's color good. was really appropriate. Mm -hmm. There were other things I didn't like about it. Yeah, which no. We'll we'll get to that. Um, so so that's the end of the the model fitting. But did you have any did anything else stand out with these models or this time with them in the room? No. All right. Um. So so yeah. So Christian escorts the models out and gives the designers some bit of encouragement. He's like, "Oh my God, guys, gonna be." fabulous it's gonna be a colorful runway and you'll get to meet my best friend Morena like she's fabulous oh my god we have this inside joke between the two of us um but I can't tell you because it involves another famous person who you guys don't know but anyway it's really funny all right bye guys so he leaves and yeah. um gosh okay so I don't know if you want to talk about the Bishmi and Tessa bickering because I just wrote in my notes I don't care yeah. <laughs> yeah, me too. Me too. Irrelevant. Yeah, don't care. Don't care. And for me, it's like, fish me. Don't indulge Tessa. <laughs> yeah. And Tessa, don't involve. Don't indulge Bishmi. It's just like, who cares? Yeah. Who cares? Um. But what I thought was really cute about Bishmi is that he turned into an evil snowball man on their way out. Because uh, it's been, oh. it's snowing, guys. This is there's a blizzard happening outside while they're making expensive clothes for. Um, a movie star to vacation in Rio and yeah. it's snowing outside um, but yeah so so they're you know running out and Bishmi has his arms filled with snowballs and is going after Hester <laughs> like a cute little brother <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah anyway so we, we wake up the next morning and um we have another piping hot cup of ho-hum, oh, I have immunity, but nothing is ideal. I'm so sad. I wish yeah. I had immunity, but not a team challenge. Oh, life is so hard for me. 
I have immunity, <laughs> but ugh, Jamal. Okay, shut up. <laughs> this whole time, she's like, shut up. I'm just so, whatever, it's fine. Just so mm. annoyed at Jamal. Um, but yeah, so, so let's run to the workroom because this is, you know, before the runway time, they get a couple of hours and we have, um, an anomaly happen. Carly is in the workroom. Carly comes in with Christian. Christian usually comes in by himself and introduces the models like always, but he's coming in with another model who's also the judge, Carly. And they're all freaked out because, oh no, you shouldn't see our work before the runway. What's happening? And, um, they're going to make a gigantic, like a, a, the most important announcement ever. And the music is like, dun, 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 click, 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 click. And it's Hester cutting out some fabric with her shears. And so that's just all you hear. So funny. <laughs> clink, clink, clink. And it's like, <laughs> Hester is in her own little magical land. Um, like Chiquita Banana Land. She has no idea that everyone has like gathered around Carly and Christian because they're about to make an important announcement. And then she looks up. She's like, oh, oh, shit. Sorry. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> she's like, keep talking. Don't mind me. I'm just cutting some fabric. Keep talking. Oh, <laughs> exactly. And then just we're just like, oh, my God, Carly, like, who's dead? Oh, my God, Carly, like, what happened? And she goes, guys, I'm going to a wedding for a friend of mine. And she would kill me. It's like, oh, so it's just like a hypothetical future death if you didn't go to your friend's (laughs) wedding. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, if I didn't go just because I'm hosting a nationally broadcasted show called Project Runway on Bravo TV, she would literally murder me. Yeah. That I'm producing. (laughs) That I'm also producing, not just on. (laughs) I kind of, like, work here, but, like, we not did really. not plan for this at all, guys. Like, we just, dis- I mean, I just decided, I'm like, I really can't host and go. So it's like, oh, my God. So at the last minute, we asked Elaine Welteroff to be the guest host. Like, we just decided this morning. It's amazing, right? Like, this is just so spontaneous. Um, also, Nina is sick. So she's running a fever and we don't want you all to get sick because you are going to run your own fevers because we're not letting you sleep <laughs> and it's cold outside anyway so um she probably had the flu because it was the winter and it's like so marnie is filling in for her today so you're gonna have two guest judges no big deal no one's dying except for me if i don't go to this friend's wedding so thanks bye don't miss me, don't miss me too much <laughs> <laughs> and in my head i'm just like yes sad for Nina like I wish Nina were here I love Nina all the time but also like oh let's see Elaine like let's see Elaine as a host oh my gosh could this be a new thing um also Marnie's always great to listen to um yeah yeah so so we just have that we have like hair and makeup time and of course they feature hair and makeup a little bit more because this is also I think kind of a an under an understated Tresemme hair challenge um and of course, Carly is creeping around the Tresemme salon because she's like, oh, my God, what are you guys doing about your hair? Just prompting everyone before she gets on her flight to go wherever she's going to go to not judge. Um, yeah. But anything about this time before the runway? No, no. All right. So let's get to it. 
let's go to Elaine Runway Time. And oh, <laughs> loved it. Loved it. <laughs> so, okay. So you loved it. Say more. Well, you know what? Um, I had no idea that Elaine was so thin. And I mean, not that I, I never thought about it. Uh-huh. I was like, wow, she could totally be a model. Wow, no, wow. <laughs> she's just super tiny, but she's very well proportioned. And also, um, she's like super, I mean, that jumpsuit was amazing. Yeah. It was really, really well, it nice. Was one, it was one of those... I know, I know, where I know. <laughs> you kind of like it was sort of like the vacuum seal. I know. <laughs> I think that's what everyone was just like, oh wow, look at that. I mean, look at Elaine because Elaine wears whatever she wants every week. She always looks amazing and fabulous. But this is, I think, the first time we see her in a bodycon jumpsuit. This is the closest I think we'll see Elaine in a bodycon dress or any any that is like bodycon. But that's definitely what the jumpsuit was. Um, and she's like, she comes out all little cause you know, we're used to giant Carly coming out onto the runway and, um, she introduces the judges and she's just like, guys, so as they say, some things never change and some things do change. Some things evolve in fashion, like me having to like step in at the last, last minute for Carly to host, but let's move on um, and let's have like amazing runway and introduce you to your judges. So she introduces Brandon. Um, we have Marnie sitting, sitting in for Nina. And then of course, Elaine's going to be a judge. And then we also have the client, Miranda Bakari or Bacani. Oh shoot. I just wrote down her first name. Sorry if I got that wrong at the last part. Um, yeah. Anyway. So also listeners, this is where you can click on, um, the link in your, in our show notes, I should say, in our show notes to get you to our cheat sheet for this week. And I, I named it Take Me to the Rio. Mm. So cue the Garage Band Tropical Package because it goes dun 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 Because then my was just like, oh, here we go. It's so tropical. Yes. Yeah. Great interpretation. Okay. So we have... We have Team Hester going first. And we have Fijin coming out in that bathing suit. So, yeah. Um, let's start with that. So we have Team Hester and Fijin. Any 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 initial thoughts on this? I, I mean, there were some fit issues with the bathing suit. But mm-hmm. I thought it was quite stunning. Yeah, I mean, also, yeah, go ahead. It just looked good. Yeah, I really liked the drape of the like the piece of fabric that she had come out because, you know, it did have ties and it was not just like, you know, some whatever fabric just thrown onto there. Um, I thought the straps were a little messy. I just really couldn't get over how many straps there were, but also how... um, Kind of like, you know, thinking of if you are, were actually going to wear that, like what the straps would look like. But everyone else was just really, really happy with it. But I love the colors. I love the colors. I don't know. The straps didn't bother me so much. But I th- but to me, they seemed adjustable. Mm-hmm. So I, 
uh, I just thought, oh, that's how it felt better that day, but it could be adjusted. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, I, I, yeah. And also, I love that, but it was reversible. Sorry. Oh, right, right. No, no. I was actually going to say that. Um, that it, that it's yeah, because we I we didn't talk about this, but there was a conversation between Hester and Fidgen in the workroom during the fitting because she wasn't sure about the um, the coloring or the outside part. And she was like, "Well, the other the underside of it is black," and they chose to choose to to wear it on the um, like the hot coral side. Yeah. 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 I can imagine that on the black side with those really, really punchy yellow straps. And that also yeah. could look really beautiful. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Um, next we have Bishmi. <laughs> with yeah, my... which I really liked. Yeah. I thought the pants looked amazing. And the top was really... I, it's just you know flowy but not in a in a cliche way where she just has weird wings or you know to make this weird effect on on the runway I just thought it also the neckline kind of reminded me of like a like an inverse version of Hester's bathing suit yeah yeah no um all right and next we have Garo oh can I just say one thing about the top about, yes um, please do he- I initially I thought um it's really great and I, I was sort of I mean given what Bishmi made last week I was like yes I hope they like it I hope the judges like it mm-hmm. it's really well made you know everything's fitting it looked young to me it looked like something that somebody under 25 would wear mm-hmm. and I don't know the age of this actress but we know that even if you are 25 and you are an actress and you have the spotlight on you, you might want to look a little more dressed up than a 25-year-old is expected to. Um, mm-hmm. So I worried that it was a little bit young, youngish on the young side, but I really liked it for the challenge. I would never wear it, but I, I, I really liked it for the challenge. Well, I thought, because to me, I've never been to Rio, but I have been to Florida. And so it gave me like... It gave me like a tropical, I also have been to like other places like uh, in Latin America where um, older women tend to dress in a quote unquote more sexily manner where things are a lot more fitted or there's a lot more skin showing. There's lots of color, um, you know, obviously. But for me, I actually saw this as so appropriate for Rio, (laughs) you know, from what I know about it and from how people have described it and you know, what I know of, because I was like, the closest thing I can compare this to is Miami. Like, would a woman in Miami wear this? And I'm not into white pants, but they're still into white pants down there. And also women of, um, I would say, like, older women. I This is also because I watch Housewives on Bravo. Um, a lot of the older women on those shows love a white pant. And so to me, that's what matured it, was the, the whiteness. And also the... The only thing is, like, the cuff on the bottom was a little stiff. But I was like, if this were, like, a slightly different fabric or a lighter fabric, um, keep it white. Because that, to me, is so appropriate. Um, and, the, and the top going with that, I can totally see women of all ages wearing this outfit. Oh, that's great. I'm, yeah. glad, I'm yeah. glad you said that. Yeah. <laughs> Bring my housewife knowledge into this. Uh, yeah. I see. See? <laughs> 
you're just you know it's intel gathering when yeah. you watch the show yeah it's like on fashion <laughs> it informs fashion all right so and so next we have garo um who embroidered the hell out of that um out of a cincher um yeah and i thought this it was interesting because the whole time it was walking down the runway, he's bad mouthing it. It's like, Oh, the, it's just swallowing her up and it just looks, Oh, what is this going on? But um, it still has his, you know, not just the censure motif of his or the signature, but you know, if we remember, um, uh, which we haven't really talked about yet on this podcast, but what he made for Mimi um, um, with, actually we did talk about it on the Dapper Dan challenge has this the same silhouette but not it's not a pant it's not uh, street wear it's evening yeah. it's an evening version of that sort of yeah you know, tweaked with um what do you think you know i did not like this look at all for garo um i i, I actually was excited to see him do something with those colors with that color palette mm-hmm. and more minimal but for some reason, it just looked, there was too much of everything. Oh, yeah. So you agree with too him. Too much proportion. Too much proportion. Mm-hmm. Um, and for the challenge for Night in Rio, um, I don't know. It's sort of like, if it's too hot, you don't want to be all covered up. If it's too windy, you don't want to have all that flapping around. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I thought it wasn't. Yeah. Quite... It was good for L.A. To me, this is L.A. This is not Rio. Mm, interesting. Yeah. And I, I and I'll bring this up now. But I think it was Elaine who said, you know, you, you know, this is something you can take to dinner. And if you were going out to the club, you could bring this, too. And I was like, no, you can't. You can't wear this in a club. But no. again, I've never been to Rio. I don't know what kind of well, clubs they have down there. And there's no, I mean, I have not been to Rio either, but this is supposed to be a disco club in, in their head, right? This is their disco story, their right, stories. Right, But even if you go to a disco in Rio today, you're not going to wear that. Right. <sighs> yeah, it's just not, no. it's not, also it's, it's going to drag the floor. There's a lot to to be conscious of or to be aware of it's you know and it was so matchy matchy with like the belt the shoes the bag i'm like really garo matchy matchy yeah yeah um yeah i don't know he spent a lot of time on that center waist i mean on that cinched center thing yeah and that was the best thing about the outfit Yeah, yeah yeah anyway um all right, so so next we have, uh, what was it, team, team carnival? Yeah, team carnival. And the first model out is the swimsuit. Jamal. Yeah, Jamal's swimsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, it's the best thing that he's ever made. Uh, he feels the strongest, and he feels like this is the best look out of anything that is has come out before and will come out after he's really into this look. Um, let's talk about it. All I right. mean, I think that if it didn't have that between the legs 
situation. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know why anybody, I mean, even if you are riding a bicycle where it's convenient to have, like, if you're wearing some kind of dress or skirt and you're riding a bicycle, um, you would think this would be useful, but even so, it would not. Yeah. So even if it did not have that fabric looping from the front of the dress to the back in this continuous um, Mobius strip kind of loop wannabe, <laughs> I think that if it was just a beach dress, it would have had more potential. But as a swimsuit, I didn't get it. Yeah, yeah. I don't... Even, even though Marnie sees Balenciaga in it, um, as a dress, but not as a swimsuit. Yeah, and I, I think, I, I, I really feel as if, Mar- so Marnie loved this, was the only person who loved it. And even during the touchy-feely section was like, I see it, guys. I, I hate to be the one who disagrees with everyone, but I see fashion here. And even on when they were on the runway, um, spoiler alert, this, okay, see, even when they were on the runway, I'll just keep going. Um you know, he's defending it and she goes, I see fashion in this. And I was like, I see fashion, but we're also thinking about function. That was a part of this challenge was to um, simulate what it's like to have a real life client. And I think Jamal, since we had his conversation with Sonia and Garo last week about how he's like, man, you guys have clients and you're making money. People are paying you and they're yeah. buying your stuff. I really yeah. want to get to where you are right now. I'm just making my art. This would have been yeah. a great moment for him to just be instructed and encouraged towards, hey, so again, like Hester, like be yourself, do some crazy shit, but then have some stuff that takes into account who you're making the, the, the work for. And Jamal has the biggest problem with designing for someone who's not him. And like you're putting right. other people into these clothes. It's making you seem a little, oh man, not like unaware but almost disinterested in act in what fashion actually is like you're it's like you're you're doing you're making art so just be an artist and and employ people who don't care about how you use their bodies but if you're going to be in an industry where you're you have clients and you're you have to think about others and how they feel and how they move through the world if you can't show that you can do that especially in a challenge that's for a real person who's standing in front of you then what's what's going on? Something something entirely different. Also, the shoes. Excuse me. Yeah, didn't work. No, none of it works. Yeah, I don't know. That those are just my that's my rant because I was like, this was a very this is a potentially teachable moment for for uh, Jamal, and I think Marnie is just sort of feeding his worst impulses because she's really yeah. into the avant garde. But also, here's the thing, Marnie knows how to see and read and execute on potential Hmm. and as much as i love jamal i don't think he's there yet so i Hmm. think there's a a lot that gets lost in this gap of experience and knowledge and that is okay that's not a bad thing but that's why she's all about it because what she's seeing is beyond what he is seeing and we are seeing right the way that imagine this to go Hmm. (laughs) um so of course marnie's going to score it high because she's going to see potential in something interesting but that's not necessarily where like if this was a mentorship a direct like one-on-one mentorship program that would work but it isn't Mm -hmm. that kind of show 
Yeah. Then, you know, maybe Jamal would uh, benefit from a CFDA men- mentorship. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Oh, I think he needs it. I think he needs it, he deserves really it, does. have it. I mean, I almost feel like that should be a condition of being on the show. Everybody should have it, whether they win or lose. But that's very unrealistic, of course. But that's what I think should actually happen. Oh, because man. Why else, why else subject people to this process? Like, yeah. for me, one winner is not interesting enough. Like, investing in their kind of ongoing success is more interesting to me. But, hmm. hey. That would, even, what, that would entice a lot of people to apply for their show, actually. That sounds like a uh, great idea. Yeah, and then they would have much wider pool to pick from. Right, exactly. Um, you know, even Tom Brown. I, I, do you know the collections of Tom Brown? I, I do. I know his name, and actually, wait, why? Because I think a lot of people actually wore Tom Brown to the Met Gala. Oh, I'm not surprised. The yeah. name came up quite a bit. But even Tom Brown, like, nobody questions fit. Nobody questions any of the tailoring decisions. Nobody questions the proportions. Because, and again, this is an unfair comparison because we're we're comparing Jamal right out of school to Tom Brown with an extensive career. But still, all this to say that even people who make avant-garde things still have to put them on human bodies and fit them to bodies. (laughs) It's not like doing avant-garde precludes you from having to adapt (laughs) again it's this old thing that i find very frustrating about this show and fashion in general is this idea that the body is an obstacle for my creativity (laughs) you know my creativity is everything it's not about the body and it's sort of like eh, not really it's it's a it's a symbiotic relationship there creatively but yeah Yeah, i totally agree um Okay, so next we have Renee and her model, Kate, um, who had her best runway last week with Garo and then is back to wearing questionably made and questionably fit pants and a really sloppy shirt in a print that I thought when when, when Renee pulled these prints and put these colors together, I was so excited and so yeah i'm like i love that print i think it's amazing i think it's i think it's a really good um combination of colors and it's just these pants are i don't know like they're so highly wasted it just is that a word so it, the the waist is yeah. so, it's a high waisted pant it's so high it's it's almost like choking out um kate's torso um it probably falls at her natural waist which is um, interesting because her torso is super long. She's really tall. Um, but she's also got like a really large bust. And I think um, it just looks just, yeah, just bad pants. I don't even know what else to say about it. The judges weren't into the pants either and were kind of surprised um, that she would do this. Yeah. I mean, I thought the color, so I was also really excited about. I'm always excited about what Renee makes, by the way. Um, this yellow, after I saw it on the runway, I thought, oh, this is a very suburban yellow. This is not mm-hmm. a real yellow. Mm-hmm. I mean, a real yellow, I mean, it is a shock of yellow. It is a pop of yellow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting because. Not... No, go ahead. No, no. 
Um, the fact that the pants were terribly fit just accentuated the made the color look worse. That's hmm. all. Yeah. I don't know. I, I was just really disappointed in this and just how terrible the top looked. Because we didn't really hear a lot about the top in the workroom. We just heard about pant drama. But I was like, that collar also is just the worst. And um, the back isn't showing on the cheat sheet. But you can, if you watch the the, sh- the show, the back is draped. Um, uh, you know, there's like a center pleat. There's, I think there's a single pleat or an inverted pleat around the back. And so it's also has this high, low um, thing going on. And I just was like, why, (laughs) why is there a high, low in the back? Uh, Yeah. All right. We can move on to Vinny. Yes. Let's move on to Vinny. What did you think about that dress? Um, it, it almost, okay. I'm starting to think about what Vinny We've learned so much about Vinny. He's a bedside Baptist. Um, he he's he's an accountant. Um, I think what he loves feathers and he uses them. And then um, this ruffly thing comes out, and it looks like something that you could buy anywhere. And it's it and it it doesn't look like something that Morena would buy. Um, it also looks like something that commercially would would go gangbusters. It looks really accessible and wonderful. Um, but it's supposed to be an evening look. And it's interesting that during judging, they all, all of them, I think, forgot the three prompts for a second when they looked at this dress. They're just like, you can't just like take this to lunch and you go, oh, this is the evening look. I'm like, oh, oh it's the evening look. And to me, I'm like, how how could you design something like this, like this? Who cares about the color? Who cares about the flounce on the top? And maybe the flounce, you know, thinking about it again, maybe that would have worked, but in, did he take the flounce off the top that maybe would have made it a little bit more formal and more daytime and then just put these ruffles along the bottom? Um, it's, it's to me, I am just like, just like I'm confused about Vinny. It's the same color he used last week. I really didn't. I really wasn't into that look either. But he makes choices that I don't understand. Consistently. Yes. I know. Me too. That's exactly how I feel about Vinny. And I felt about this dress the same exact way that I felt about Garrow's dress last week. It's infantilizing. It's for a doll. <laughs> Yeah, um, yeah, infantilizing is, uh, yeah, yeah, totally agree. You know, and I, yeah. I want to hear him speak about women. I want to know what he thinks about ladies. I want to, I want to know, not, I'm just not, like, I grew up in a church, so I'm not stereotyping, like, men in church, but I want to know what he thinks women's roles are. I feel like he might have thoughts about that. Um, and as a fashion designer, someone who's making clothes for women, I feel like I really want to know how you speak of the women in your life. I'm, I'm getting a little too psychoanalytically with this. Um, it's fair. But, but especially with what he's been making and how he's trying to interpret things. I'm like, do you even have any thoughts of your own? Do you have a philosophy? And how is that affected by anything i just i just want to know because i'm just also a little more confused because seriously 
evening, you think a woman would wear this in Rio at night? I mean, this is what you put a five-year-old in. Yeah. And that's what Miranda at says. Best. At best. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I don't know a five-year-old. I think she gave more age, like a teenage kind of thing. And I thought no teenager wants to wear that these days. No teenager. I mean, I don't care if that teenager is into Mariah Carey or like Sisters of Mercy. No teenager wants to wear <laughs> like any of that. Um, but I think what you're bringing up about what um, Venny's philosophy is and, and, and what the ideas are, I don't think that's psychoanalyzing too much. I think that is acknowledging the real power dynamics that shape the fashion industry, that shape how women's bodies are perceived, accepted, not accepted, and how we move through society. So I don't mm-hmm. think that's outlandish what you're bringing up. Yeah. Um, I mean, and I, and I, I think of that just because I feel like I'm jumping to a lot of conclusions. And um, just from what I know of what it's like growing up in church, I just am like, man, you come out with some really interesting ideas of gender and gender roles and fashion as well um especially in the black church so i you know i just i'm like i want to know more i want to know more because this was unacceptable absolutely unacceptable yeah i agree all right so let's move on to team real holiday hey um first we have (laughs) sebastian and I just want to say, I just want to say that I love the um, edit, the video, the the kind of show director directions edit of Elaine's smile as <laughs> Sebastian's look comes down the runway. <laughs> I mean, her smile is just radiant. You know, he looks like a terrified five year old, but. <laughs> Elaine's smile is just radiant. I know because he's just like. <laughs> Because it's so funny. He's just like, hmm, hmm. And I'm sorry. Mimi is working it. Again, you know, Mimi 41 yes. is the best model uh, I love this season. And it's like, you know, and, and she's carrying it. Like, it's it's supposed to be. And I think in terms of the feeling of Rio from what we know or what little I know, Sebastian is the yeah. only one who nailed it on the head. Yeah, yeah. And just kind of coming out with a cover up still looks extremely appropriate um you can't see the whole um bottom of the swimsuit but it's almost like you don't have to he managed to put three pieces together in a way that you knew exactly what it was yeah and um again he's employing these strap things that he's kind Mm. of done in here and there where i was like that's not sebastian but i think it is a part of we're seeing more straps (laughs) Yeah. You know, flowing off the things. Yeah. It's clear he's been to a beach in South America. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, all right. Yeah. And also just whatever. It's fine. This whole runway for Team Rio Holiday, the panel just just was like chatty, 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 chatty the whole entire time. Mm. Okay. Because uh, next we have Team Tessa. I'm sorry. Why am I calling for Team Tessa? Oh, 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 this is Team Tessa, but we have Tessa's look that follows <laughs> yeah, the look. <laughs> Because she's her own team. You know? <laughs> I don't know why that model was carrying a handbag like that. I didn't like the handbag choice. 
Um, and I didn't like Tessa's look at all. I didn't like it either. I thought it was. Like... No, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. No, I it was it was that a knit on top. It looks like I think, I think so. the top is a knit. Um, and because at first when it was coming out, I thought, oh, they they managed to do the top stitching technique on a very like soft kind of sweatery fabric but I think that was just the weave of the fabric and mm-hmm. um you know they all had this like crisscross thing going on but I just didn't like how how uh how she, it's weird Tessa managed to make a pop of color into a neutral it was I just was really upset at how much of this coral she used to the point where it made it a a very normal and unspecial color. Oh. So, yeah. yeah, I just, I was like, oh, gross. I don't think she's good with color. I don't think she's good with matching. I'm not matching, but just like any kind of contrast. Um, It just was just too much coral for me. Yeah, I just didn't, yeah. It's like, great, you did some hems, but you forgot about the rest of the outfit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> yeah, anything about... And- long oh and i didn't like the whole strappy in the back mm-hmm. the sort of the last i think two seasons ago there was a male designer that did a lot brandon something that did a lot mm-hmm. of straps mm-hmm. and i just i that's not practical you want to get stuck in a door in a, like a cab door you want to get stuck in things exactly you know i don't think that's a really wise move but i think people resort it resort to that for a ooh a runway experience but to me, it doesn't add anything. Yeah, no. It's like, look, something is hanging. <laughs> I don't know. It's like, oh, movement. Yeah. Let me add some straps for movement. Yeah, Sebastian's right. was the only one where that made sense because you're not, you know, you, you're, you're going to take those bottoms off. Like, it's not supposed to be practical. You're not, you could, but you could also maybe go to a bar after you leave the beach in that outfit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so next we have Leela. Again, straps unnecessary. Yeah, unnecessary straps. And a lot of this color, but it actually looks evening. And Yeah, it does. Yeah. It does from yeah. the front. The front. Yeah, yeah, from the front. But the back, it's like okay. From I- the back it looks like grandma's trying to get into the rave. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like look at a tiny bit of my shoulders or like I mean, it that's interesting. Um, you, you don't think like the the crisscross crisscross in the back was? No, I wasn't into it at all. Risky. Yeah, it looked very very Leela, um, off the shoulders. I think is very much her thing. Mm. She's also wearing off the shoulders things, and and her judging. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, they both this week both. Well, once again, we have. Hester dressing in the same style of the challenge. <laughs> you know, Hester's kind of doing the Carmen Miranda thing. Mm-hmm. What did you think about that? I mean, I thought a lot about, um, oh gosh, I had another thought. I can't remember what it was. Like, I mean, I, I, it's Hester. I don't really, I, I don't know. I, and also thinking of how she's changed her look up to sort of be what she like her her own interpretation of the day and being able to express herself in her own fashion um at least it was an acknowledgement of 
you know, some understanding. And again, her whole team has been the only one that I think from the very beginning understood what this was about. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But what'd you think? Yeah, I think you're right. I think she manages to stay on topic. I mean, last week she was more on topic with her outfit mm-hmm. than what the model, than what the model on the runway with, with her look was right. For, mm. In my opinion. But, um, I don't know. I, I thought it was fine. I thought it was fine. Okay. I mean, it, it, okay. So I actually, I actually thought a lot more about it than that. Yeah. Yeah. It's just your thoughts. <laughs> because, um, <laughs> I thought it was really, I think Hester is fun and makes interesting things. Um, but what I think is interesting about Carmen Miranda is that we think about Carmen Miranda as being this kind of quintessential um, South American icon. And I, I, I think that's true. Hmm. Um, but she's very much a self-made icon. Hmm. And I think that was a really interesting thing to see for Hester. So um, Carmen Miranda is actually from Portugal. She's actually an immigrant kid who moves to Brazil at a very young age mm-hmm. and lives in Bahia. Um, and all of the things that we think of that Carmen Miranda wears, you know, Carmen Miranda has been over time criticized for kind of, um, oh, well, that, like, that's not what Bahia women wear. Why mm-hmm. are you doing that? And I, I've always felt like, well, yeah, she's making her own, self like Mm -hmm. she's using elements from here elements from there to sort of express herself Mm -hmm. and to make up her own look and i don't think carmen miranda deserves credit for making her own look enough Hmm. because people don't know that much about brazil so they think oh everybody looks like that yeah no not really not really (laughs) yeah yeah i thought kind of hester is also on that same line of thought although i'm not comparing the two but i'm I sort of understood why, or I saw parallels about why Hester would be drawn hmm. to someone who took that much risk with her own expression, like Carmen Miranda. But that's it. That's it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not going to add to it. I think that's like that's very well said. Very well said. You, you can add. <laughs> no, I mean I I totally agree. I I, I and I've already said you know. Um, I think I think Hester is an extremely interesting person and you know at first the you know it's felt like a dissonance or I would say like a like a I would say her energy and her um her um her neuroses at the very beginning of this season to me seemed um in contrast to what it is that she was trying to present in terms of her fashion. Um, and the more we get to know her, the more I'm realizing that my idea of the, the, of someone who looks like this, um, is like, you know, something else. I don't know. I I definitely realized I was expecting something a lot different. I think we all were, but she's doing a really good job of, um, just showing us. And I'm, I'm, I'm all for just like, okay, next week, like what's going to happen. Um, oh me too me yeah, too <laughs> because I think in terms of I, I make fun of how she's just like oh my god I'm I'm a totally different person than what I was last week you know she's just like I'm making leaps and bounds of changes I've just evolved so much but I I do think she <laughs> she is someone who is 
um, has taken to this competition really well and um, has out of everyone, out of most of them, I, I think, I think Garo is another person who is really keeping with her own, but being very um, malleable in a way that I, I don't know, like it's just, to me, I'm just like, I'm not really worried about you guys. Um, in terms of my bracket, I, I think I barely chose her. Um, mm. And I to say yeah. the other person I really wasn't worried about was Renee. And yeah. I, you know, I'm, it's just coming out. Like people are evolving very, very interestingly on this show. So yeah, that's all I have to say about that. Yeah. Um, I think this has been very validating for um, Hester personally on top of being on a national televised experience mm-hmm. you know so yeah and she's reacting and she's open to feedback yeah so that i think that has been really important for her and i think um and, oh i think she has found someone she trusts feedback from which doesn't seem like she's had a lot of that in her life good point from the industry from yeah. the industry yeah yeah i have to say that even on the runway um you know so last week when she had uh, immunity and created that, you know, you know, nipple gate, um, <laughs> incidents. <laughs> yes. And here, which from... Jamal did not learn from. No, didn't learn from it, you know? And I think what's fascinating is that she, she got a chance to kind of poke at these boundaries that I think she thought were there. Um, where she's just like, you know, they would, you know, this is something that I, that I also wasn't able to do when I was in the industry and living in New York. This is something that else that they wouldn't let me do. And he, yeah. she does it, but then gets really good criticism for why that didn't work without being like, Hey, you, you are not fashion. You know, she's getting um, feedback right. from real people and people who respect her and are, and are giving her criticism in a way where it's like, no, we love what you do. And this is why this is, this was disappointing. Um, and I love her, you know, I haven't really said it straight out, but I love her dynamic with Christian. And I think Christian gets her energy and really, cause at the beginning I'm just like, Oh my God, I just can't listen to her talk so quickly. This is really, this is really a lot, a lot to take in. Very, very uh, frenetic. And I think for yeah. Christian, he's like, okay, no, I get it because I'm also kind of frenetic and I also talk the way you talk. And so then I'm also like, I have to slow down how fast I speak because I'm on the show, but I get you. And I, and it, you know, they have this, this wonderful chemistry. In and they're way. also into wackier things. Yes. Yeah. You know, so I think they get each other in that way. Yeah, definitely. All right. So that's the end of the runway. Um, yeah. And we get into judgy, judgy time. It gets really judgy, judgy. So, well, first, let's say who is safe. So, this is what happens. Um, we're done with the runway. Safe. I know. <laughs> we 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 in the runway, and then we have um, judge. We have host for the day, Elaine Welter Roth. She goes designers. We were all expecting three distinct collections from you, but you all used the same colors so we are thoroughly confused and everyone's like oh shoot and she goes okay so tessa and tessa's like oh my god yay she said my name sebastian he's just like oh my god yay and leela is like oh my god we are like you guys are safe and they're like what i know (laughs) they were so shocked so um 
Yeah, so they're they're the safe team. Team Real Holiday. Holiday in Rio, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. I was like, get back there, you safe kids. Like, go back there and just <laughs> stew in your safeness. Um, yeah. Yeah, they're safe. And... <laughs> Sebastian's like, we're safe. We're good. Yeah. It's like, this is great. He's like, um, I, I'm sorry. I thought that we were, we should have been on the top. Like, let's just watch the TV and have them like explain to us like why we're safe. I, we need, we need an explanation because this makes no sense. Mm. So, um, so the winning team is, oh my gosh, team disco queen. <laughs> I have team mm-hmm. Hester here. Team disco queen. <laughs> that's with Hester, Bishmi and Garo. And then the losing team is Team Carnival. And that's Renee, Vinny, and Jamal. So just to remind you guys how team challenges work, the winner comes from the winning team. And then the loser comes from the losing team. So, yeah. So anything about this judging time with the winning team? Um, No. Yeah. No, I mean, they just... I think it was definitely between Hester and Bishmi. They really appreciated Bishmi's comeback from last week. Yeah. Oh, yeah. From being on the bottom two. And loved Hester's swimsuit. And also that it was reversible. They're just like, oh, my gosh. Because Morena seemed to be someone who really appreciated the color. And she's like, it's a little bit too loud for me, but I really love this. And she goes, oh, no, no, no. It also is reversible. So the other side is just black and she's like oh my god i love it it's great um, yeah and as this is going on garrow i wrote ha- wrote in my notes totally resentful <laughs> <laughs> garrow he's like but i was a team leader oh my god i helped her with that i helped her with that so much but he got a he got a like over the river fist bump from yeah, Brandon Maxwell. So it's like, yes, come on, you got kudos for doing your cinch waist again. I know, I know. And they're being so patient with this cinch waist. So you know, and, like just following their lead. And having a dress that looks like, you know, Chris Jean Claude worked on it. You know, it's like cover, <laughs> cover, 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 cover. You know, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, um. Anyway, so. I knew they were, I knew they were, uh, I, I, I don't really, yeah, anyway, um, anyway, let's move on. Um, let's see here. So we also have team Jamal has immunity. And uh, I just want to, to state that it was obvious that Jamal had the worst look. Yes. And the judges were very conflicted over having to choose between two mediocre looks, Renee and Benny. Um, because they they were all gung ho for Jamal going home, even though Marnie was just like, no, this I get it. This is seriously, yeah. this is great. Um, and even Marnie though acknowledged that you shouldn't have made this for this client. You need to think about yeah. who you're making clothes for. Yeah, exactly. You know? But the, I think the judges just seemed generally pissed. Um. I th- because they were constrained by these rules that Jamal is the the one who's immune. Um, last week they were also constrained by Hester being immune because they would I think they would have sent her home. But oh. who knows that perhaps this is 
a hard decision to make out of someone who might have gone home um, eventually and having to pass over someone who could possibly make it to the very end. I, I'm just being really generous with Jamal right now because I think yeah. Renee could have made it to the end. Um, I think so too. For me, I, I, it was Venny. Venny was the weakest. Same, same. Um, so I think we're spoiling who goes home. So let's just say who goes home. It's, it's Renee. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was so sad. Got I was so sad. Don't like it. I don't like it at all. Um, I I was shocked because I did think that Elaine made a good enough argument as to why Vinny should go home because she says something I wrote in my notes. I think she yeah. said, he has been consistently mediocre. Yep. Mm-hmm. And I agree. I totally agree. Who wants to see more from Vinny? Who? I know. I really want to know. Um, Vinny is you know also i um vinnie is on on uh on nayland's bracket so i get it there is potential there um sure. nayland saw potential with the uh, the streetwear challenge and i think a lot of the judges definitely saw poten- potential there he has a chance but i think the past few challenges vinnie has been going downhill for me and uh between Vinny and Renee um, would have said no to this. And if Renee had just draped those pants, I think she would have like skirted on by, like she would have just kind of barely got in there, but she goes home on Vinny's pants. So, well, it is her choice. It it was her decision to do that. I wish she had just said, I tried something new with these pants. It really didn't work. Yeah. I wish she had at least said that, but I think she has too much integrity to make excuses for herself. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. I, I thought, because I think the last person to be on the bottom was Venny, not Renee. No. Right? Venny was at the bottom two weeks ago. Yeah. I mean, Renee was safe last week with those amazing pants that we can't. I can't get out of my head. Like she, she was I safe. Know, me too. Me too. Um, yeah. And Vinny has been consistently on the bottom. Yeah. And Renee's been on the bottom only once, right? Um, actually, no, nope, nope. Sorry. Right? Vinny was on the, on top last week with his elegant dress. Oh God. Which, yeah. Yeah. One with the straps in the back. So sorry. I've totally forgot about that. I, I just, yeah, he was on the top mm-hmm. last week. So. <laughs> okay. But as far as who's been on the bottom more, I think Venny has been on the bottom. This was the third time for him, no? I don't remember how many times, but definitely the only other time Renee was on the bottom, and they talked about this, was during the previous group challenge. Right, with Frankie. Yeah, yeah. okay. Yeah. So I kind of feel like if we're going to judge by who's been on the bottom the most, it should have been Venny. Yeah, especially if it were that close between the two outfits. I think the only reason Vinny got through is because his outfit was at least the, 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 the bodice was well-made. Um, it totally did not fit the brief. It totally, you know, it, it was not an evening wear dress. It was very junior. And, um, you know, even Brandon acknowledged that the, the ruffles were lopsided because his back, center seam was off like the seaming was you know you yeah, turn it around yeah. the seaming is all yeah. it's, it's just not together so it's like 
both yeah. of them had some construction flaws, but um, but at least Renee's was age appropriate. It was age appropriate. It's just those pants yeah. were hideous, really, without really a doubt. Terrible, really terrible. Really terrible. So, so our our dear dear, you know, mother, beautiful mother of nine from Philly, is sent home to go get married. <laughs> So we also find out that she postponed her freaking wedding to come on to Project Runway. Um, that should have been a clue for all of us that she was going to go home. <laughs> She's like, maybe I can go home and, and marry my fiance. You know? Oh my gosh. Yeah. Malik lucky Malik. Yep. Lucky Malik. Gets to marry Renee. I know. So lucky. I'm going to miss her from the show. Oh. I want to see her wedding dress. I want to see what she makes. Um, oh, well, yeah. maybe she doesn't make her own. Maybe she won't make her own. Of course, I would like to see what she made for herself yeah. for her own wedding. Yeah. Well, anyway, so they they announced that Renee is going home. And then somehow Vinny gets a face towel to dry his tears. Like, he's the one who's crying. And he walks in the back with, like, a hand towel. I guess maybe one of the producers is like, listen, you don't even, you can't even take a tissue. Like you're sobbing so hard now. Like here's a face towel. It's more absorbent to dry your tears of not going yeah. home, whatever. Anyway. So Vinny's still here. Renee's home. Um, but also Patricia, can you ask me who won? <laughs> who won Renez? Tell us. Oh my God. Hester. <laughs> she goes yeah. she's like oh my god i've won three challenges and there are other people here who hasn't even won one. Oh my god um someone here is going to stab me in the back they're so jealous of me and i mean come on and right. also so she she understands like she's she says it in a way that i think is kind of obnoxious but it's also true <laughs> totally true i think she's like what i think she's i i think that hester cannot believe it she's like wow how did i win three, three yeah yeah but cool but and also, oh, for, oh, <laughs> no, and also for someone who she didn't even think could be your client in real life, like you, you know, yeah, for you know, designing for a woman that she didn't see herself designing for, and yeah, also I wonder if just like having having worked in the real fashion industry, in, I was to say fashion industry in the real world, and um, been like you know torn down for for things that perhaps she. I mean, rightfully so. Like it's it's kind of your front runner, and what what front runners become targets, and definitely someone's out to tear her down. And I think the first person is very obvious. Who? Who? Oh my God! So, um, oh, <laughs> I think that I'm congratulations for for winning, yeah. but um, yes. I really didn't like your outfit that much. I didn't really like it. So just thought that you needed to hear my opinion about your clothes because my opinion is paramount. And also I'm not intimidated at all at by you. And you're like, you're, mm -hmm. you're not my cup of tea. Clearly like the judges like you, but like I don't have a problem with how amazing you're doing and having won like three. And I, you know, so, barely, I won the first one though. I won the first one. Yeah. Tessa is, is out for blood. So I think she's feeling insecure. And I think again with the pressure of this show where it's like win win win, which is that's the competition. I think people start to feel like what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? As opposed to thinking, what can I do better? What can I do better? Yeah. Yeah. And I think 
I think Tessa is stuck on that and also just probably feeling childishly wounded after Bishmi's comment, which probably hit close to home because he was right about her outfit. Mm -hmm. Um, Yeah, so I I don't think she was handling the situation well at all. Yeah, yeah. I thought it was really telling um, that Hester's reaction was, oh, yeah, yeah. That's that's fine. And and Bishmi's reaction, because also there, I don't really know how old Hester is. But um, uh, to me, Tessa and Bishmi come off young and inexperienced. Mm. And so he was like, damn it, Tessa, why can't you just be happy for Hester and just congratulate her without putting your spin on it, your negative spin? And, and, and she's like, I'm just I'm just saying. And then Sebastian be like, she's it's just her opinion. She's just stating her opinion. Um, but Hester's just like, I really don't care. I expect this. Like, this is par yeah. for the course. You know, this is just what happens. And I, let's not make a big deal over this. Tomorrow's a new day. And, yeah, and, I think, and I think Hester's used to having her whole aesthetic questioned all the time. So Tessa is like a drop of sugar. Oh, <laughs> exactly. She's like, you know, this is nothing. She's a little gnat. <laughs> She's like a little tiny, annoying flea, just one, not like a gang of fleas that you have to get your house covered and fumigated. She's just like one little flea that, you know, I have to itch on my shoulders, you know, every so often. Yeah. Not yeah. a big deal. Um, <laughs> also, way to go, Hester. Not just because she's on my bracket, but I'm just like, again, seeing like this professionalism on top of, I don't know. I just, I'm just so fascinated by her. I'm even more fascinated. Yeah. Um, I mean, seeing her make better choices. Mm-hmm. It's wonderful. Yeah. 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 Um, but any any final thoughts? Now that we're at the end of the episode, any any final thoughts? Um, no. No. Okay. Yeah. I'm just sad that Renee is gone because I don't think that was right. Yeah. But I I agree. I I was really looking forward to seeing I was looking forward to seeing a collection from her. Um something with all the layers and all the skirts and all the pants. I just, you know, I really would love to see what she makes after, um, you know, I'm pretty sure, you know, she's married, you know, have your honeymoon, blah, blah, but get out, get back out and make some clothes so we can look at them. <laughs> yes. Yes. So, yeah. Um, all right, Patricia, anything that you would like to share and, can you remind our listeners how they can find you? Oh, um, I don't have anything to share at the moment, but I can be found on Twitter and Instagram um, with the same handle, Sense and Sight. That's S-E-N-S-E-A-N-D-S-I-G-H-T. And, and I think you, if you're listening, you should be subscribing to this podcast and giving great feedback for this podcast because... I know her has does a lot of research on this, so <laughs> what you can do is be grateful for all the knowledge you're getting from this research that Ernest does. So please like the podcast and subscribe. <laughs> Thank you. Um, <laughs> I would really appreciate that. Um, and I have to say that I've been really enjoying everyone's comments on Facebook um, and, and, you know you guys sharing your opinions on things and again um oh wait i'm already 
plugging our social media. Sorry. No, because I'm just thinking about your comments. and I think they're they're always great. So again, and you can find me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at Erinez, H-E-R-N-E-A-S-E, and also on my website, ErinezDavis.com. And the only thing I'll share is that I currently have work up in the show at Spaceworks in Gowanus, and the title of our show or of our exhibition is um, Mark of the Question, and i am been uh, doing a wonderful residency there, and this is a show that culminates residency, and I'm showing alongside my fellow resident, Malik Aziz, and um, uh, Malik, yeah, so I know, Malik in real life. Anyway, so, um, so yeah, and I'm doing a lot of new works, working with cyanotypes, on canvas and on fabrics and a lot of uh, what I've been working on are things that I've bought because um, I'm a baby sewer and I make tote bags and I make, um, you know, like little things and I have, I, I got this bolt of really heavy duck canvas to experiment with. So I use that in the work and I, you know, it's, it's been really fun. Um, anyway, so, so that's there. What's the name of that? Um, place company that you sell your cyanotypes accessories oh yes um so um I, yeah so actually you i mean i do make cyanotype tote bags and i think i've explained that on this show a little bit but cyanotype if you don't know what it is it's a it's a photo process that um uh that you you can coat almost any surface with it but then it's uv um activated and it turns this wonderful blue color once it's developed and that's where you get cyan the type from because cyan is the color that uh, or or indigo so um so i had an etsy store for a while called how indigo it's now kind of dormant because okay. things got super busy but um you can actually go on my instagram and see photos of the tote bags and um you know i i just i love that color and i love that photo process and i also like mm-hmm. making little tote bags so um yeah yeah so that's and- that's something else that I like to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, thanks for bringing that up, Patricia, because I, I totally forget to, to plug that. Um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I mean, if anyone um, sees a bag and is interested, well, just contact me, send me a DM and let me know. Um, we can talk. So, yeah. <laughs> and then also you can follow the show on Facebook, as I said before at the top of the program, facebook.com forward slash the workroom and then on Instagram at the workroom podcast. So slide into our DMs, leave us some messages, leave us some comments, feedback, love it there. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, uh, that's that. So Patricia, thank you so much. This has just been so wonderful. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for hearing me go on and on about Carmen Miranda. Oh my gosh. No, seriously, your wealth of knowledge is very, is greatly appreciated. And shout out to the listeners as well for leaving your, your love for our um, guest host for Nalen and for, for you, Patricia, like people are really loving your insights. Um, And like, you know, if you, if you ever want to give a mini lecture on, on Carmen Miranda, just just go ahead. I think, (laughs) I think they'll be all for that. Um, and also, again, the show with Nalen is in the works, so don't worry, that's still happening. And then also, um, just if, if any of you guys are wondering about Samelia, she's still out there doing her thing. Shout out again to textileshop.com, and the link to her shop there is in the show notes. She's she's very busy and doing really well, so <laughs> which is why she can't be on the show. She's doing really well. Um, all right. Um, 
yeah it's really wonderful so that's it um we are so into next week where we i think we'll talk a little bit more about camp um yes. and go into into that with the elton john performance outfit challenge so gear up y'all do your readings <laughs> go on YouTube and watch your Elton John performance videos on there um, and and we will we will deep dive into that can't wait alright so with that we'll say goodbye okay goodbye. bye <laughs>